Today is Wednesday, December 28th. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas and you and your family are staying safe and warm. We'll start again with new posts in the new year, but please enjoy an August post of What in the World with Amy Travis. Are you familiar with the fictional story published by Hans Christian Andersen in Denmark in 1837 entitled The Emperor's New Clothes? The piece paints a picture of how two men perpetrated an elaborate hoax on a compromised leader and his entire kingdom. Please allow me to summarize. In the story, the emperor loves fine clothing. He's so obsessed with his wardrobe that it consumes all of his time and all of his money. Realizing the leader's vulnerability, two con artists, both unemployed and unskilled, approach the king with an offer to make him the most amazing, best-fitting, and intricately woven new suit. Part of the intrigue is that the fabric is so magical that the new clothes appear invisible to anyone who is stupid or incompetent. The emperor doesn't want to appear dumb and unqualified, of course, so he acquiesces to the demands of the tailors and provides them with the best compensation and quality material for their project. They pocketed the money, of course, and the also the fine gold thread that was provided. After a couple of weeks, when the emperor doesn't see any results, he sends some of his advisors to check on their progress. He's confident that his valued associates wouldn't lie to him. However, these men return to their leader and report about the beautiful colors and the amazing fabric. They assure his majesty that everything is on schedule for the big reveal. The advisors couldn't see anything either, but didn't want to seem incompetent to the boss. After all, they could lose their jobs. Months later, the big day arrives. The emperor passes the villagers and they call out, Wow, what a great new suit. Those colors are incredible and the fit is impeccable. This goes on for several blocks. As the parade winds towards the end, a child yells out, Hey, the emperor isn't wearing any clothes. Finally, the crowd has no choice but to acknowledge that the emperor in the entire town had been taken to the bank. But his majesty is so invested in the charade that he refuses to admit the sham. Instead, he insists that his escorts continue to hold the imaginary train of his robe for the remainder of the march. Although this story was first published in Europe nearly one and a half centuries ago, the cautionary tale could have been written today in the United States. For example, many Americans now realize that H.R. 5376, the $740 billion bill dubbed the Inflation Reduction Act, which was passed by Congress on August 16th of 2022, won't decrease deflation and will most likely increase it, as we're seeing now. Joe Manchin, the Democrat from West Virginia, the man responsible for breaking the deadlock but pushing the bill forward, was recently interviewed by Hillary Vaughn of Fox News. She asked him a simple question. When it comes to inflation, is it misleading to call the Inflation Reduction Act for the Americans when it's not going to make the grocery bills cheaper? It's not going to make everyday goods cheaper for them. Manchin responded, why would it? We never said anything would happen immediately. Why would it? Why would it? Maybe because you told us it would. We were lied to, once again, in spectacular fashion. Lying is so in vogue that some have taken this to a whole new level. It's called gaslighting. According to Psychology Today, gaslighting is an insidious form of manipulation and psychological control where victims are deliberately and systematically fed false information that leads them to question what they know to be true. Boy, does it ever. Our government officials aren't the only ones lying to us either. 
corporations, legacy media outlets, and even the medical industry have been found to be gaslighting the American public. A disturbing video recently emerged where Dr. Francis Grinstead of Boston Children's Hospital promotes hysterectomies for young girls diagnosed with gender dysphoria. She discusses how these procedures are similar to any other hysterectomy. However, she fails to mention how removing a diseased organ from a middle-aged woman in order to restore her health in any way compares to removing a healthy organ from a child, causing permanent sterilization for life. A children's hospital is perpetrating this crime against our kids. It's shocking. We shouldn't be surprised when everything is not as it appears. Throughout scripture, we're warned against being deceived, particularly in the last days. We're told that even God's chosen can be misled. Why are we so easily deceived in this age? I believe there are several reasons. The Bible predicted that there would be a dramatic increase in number one, information, number two, imposters and fake teachers, and number three, wickedness. All of these factors combine to make it much more challenging to find the truth. The tragic reality is it's not just evil people who will be deceived in the last days, it's lazy and naive people also. I admit I've been guilty of this in the past. I would like to always believe the best of people and trust that they would not intentionally mislead me. I want compassion to always be my first response, and I need to better support individuals in difficult situations without judging them. However, I've learned over time and through making many mistakes in my judgment how to be much more discerning. I can show kindness to young people in our society who are questioning their sexual identity without buying into the machine that is preying upon them. For example, when Richard Levine, aka Rachel Levine, recommends new federal guidelines recommending gender-affirming care for minors, it doesn't pass the sniff test. According to the Assistant Secretary of Health in an interview with the New York Post, no doctor worth their salt would oppose it. It meaning the use of puberty blockers and hormone therapy on kids who identify as transgender. Levine, by the way, is not a medical doctor. But what is behind the transgender craze regarding children? I understand when a consenting adult wants to try this experiment, but what is leading children as young as five-year-olds to decide that they must have been born the wrong sex? Would you be surprised to discover that the pharmaceutical industry is driving the hysteria? Of course you would not. The documentary by Matt Walsh entitled What is a Woman concluded that a transitioning child is worth $1.4 million over a lifetime of doctors and drugs. At the risk of sounding too cynical, I've learned how following the money typically reveals the truth. And like many of you, I cannot unsee what I've already seen. As a believer in Jesus Christ, I recognize that I have an obligation to speak the truth no matter how unpopular. So, no, voicing an opposing opinion to transgenderism is not violence. No, men cannot get pregnant and have babies. No, aborting a viable human life is not healthcare. No, trans women are not women. They are men who have been chemically castrated. And no, the sexual mutilation of children is not affirming his or her gender. No, 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 and no. Final answer. The year is now almost 2023 and the emperor is still not wearing any clothes. The rationalization, I don't know what to believe anymore, is not a valid reason to acquiesce to everything that is thrown at us. 
Don't be deceived. God desperately wants to reveal his reality to you and me, but we have to search for the truth and call out the lies. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope that you have a wonderful new year, and I'll see you in 2023.